Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Let me tell you something. The, the trip in, I, I just got probably some, I don't know, karma going my way for, you know, complaining about getting a ticket yesterday. Yeah, this Canty and Carlin. I'll get to that in a bit. Because we're a bit pissed off today. It was ugly. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are thrilled that you are with us. And, man, have you picked a good day because there is so much to get to. Inclu- it's hump day. It is hump it's day. It's hump day. Yeah, I mean. You're not uh, excited about hump day? Never. It's the middle of the week. Once you get on the other side of it, it's all downhill. Yeah, I, no, I get it. I, I, I get it. This I'm excited hump about. Hump. Mm. Do the hump day hump. It's hump day. Let's go. There you go. Give me some energy. Let's go. Be excited about it. I'm excited about it. All right. It doesn't sound like you're excited about it. It's Wednesday. I mean, you got the flamingo shirt on. I'm all about it. I tell you, I feel like you can unbutton one or two buttons. Give yourself a little relief. Show a little taco meat. Hey, normally you go. Normally you got to pay double for this, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I got to treat you to dinner first. Exactly. At the very least. And as it you know, that day. will not be a cheap proposition. It is hump day. <laughs> Get to Garland on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Hey, Aaron Rodgers is uh, talking again. And, yeah, uh, he's on the Pat McAfee show, as we know, each and every week. And it's funny, you know, for somebody that is wanting to preach patience when it comes to his young wide receivers, he is finding himself talking about patience quite a bit. When it comes to his young wide receivers, drops are going to happen. They suck more when it's a when it would have been a walk-in touchdown. But the ones that are most frustrating are the mental mistakes, and we made way too many of those on Sunday, and that's what we got to clean up. There's going to be drops. You hope not for a touchdown again, but or at least not a bomb touchdown. But uh, but it's the mental mistakes we really got to clear up. See, if you if you don't pay attention to what he says, you might say, well, listen, he's doing a good job. He's trying to maybe hold guys accountable. And, you know, he's he's at the same time being very patient with him. No, he's not. No, he's not. You got to learn no. from what we saw early on last year with Aaron Rodgers. When they asked him if he was vaccinated, what did he say, Carlin? He said he was inoculated. I, I'm, I'm immunized. Immunized. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, I'm immunized. But that's the thing. When Aaron Rodgers speaks... You got to try to read in between the lines. And what he's trying to do is publicly embarrass Christian Watson into being a better football player. And here's the thing, Carlin. We don't know whether or not that's going to work in terms of being able to build up Christian Watson's confidence and allow him to execute when that moment presents itself again, which it undoubtedly may going to use to throw the football to. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is in a situation where he needs these guys. He's got to try to get these guys to round into form and have the same kind of urgency that he's approaching the regular season with so they can accomplish what everybody in that Packers organization expects this year, which is contending at a championship level. Here's the only problem with that, Carlin. And Aaron Rodgers spoke to it a little bit in his comments. He said that this is something that can't get worked out in OTAs or minicamp because these are live reps in games. Also because I skipped it. Well, also because he skipped it. But here's the other part to that, Carlin. And and here's the part where I actually might agree with Aaron Rodgers. It's different in the regular season than it is OTA, minicamp, training camp. It's different in the regular season than it is preseason. But guess what? You're talking about rookies. How the hell are they supposed to know what they're walking into? They ain't never played in an NFL regular season game before. So my point being, you're going to have to be patient because this is the situation that you in part created working with a receiving core that's as young as it is. Now, I get it. It's requisite for an NFL wide receiver to be able to catch the ball. But do you think maybe having some more reps with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason 
knowing how those passes are going to come in, knowing how Aaron Rodgers is going to throw those deep shots, do you think having more reps with that could have potentially helped Christian Watson so maybe you have a different outcome on Sunday? Potentially. The only problem is, Carlin, we can say this definitively, if you don't have those reps, it's going to be harder for the young players to come around. It's going to be harder in terms of the learning curve, especially when the speed of the game picks up. And that's why I have a problem with Aaron Rodgers being so dismissive, so cavalier about the NFL offseason when he has so many new moving parts on that offense. And then the other thing, and this is probably the most important thing, the tantrum that Aaron Rodgers has thrown the last couple of years since the Packers drafted Jordan Love, that's what opened the door for Devontae Adams to say, you know what, I've had enough of being here in Green Bay. I'm going to get off the Rodgers roller coaster I'm going to move away from the back-to-back MVP because this guy said, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to play football anymore. I might retire. I might do Jeopardy. Devontae Adams is looking at that and saying, you know what? This is the right time for me to leave. Why am I going to commit to an organization when I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do? Meanwhile, I know what my college teammate out in Las Vegas is going to do. He's going to be there to throw the football to his teammates for as long as he wants them to be there. And, and Devontae has said it this offseason. He's concerned about his legacy and potentially making a bid for the Hall of Fame. Aaron Rodgers, by virtue of his behavior, has created a situation where he no longer has what a lot of people believe is the best wide receiver in the National Football League, Carlin. And did you see Devontae Adams this past Sunday Mm -hmm. against the Chargers? Did you see how good he looked? Do you think Aaron Rodgers might have been able to use that guy against Minnesota? I think so. But here's the problem. He's not there. You know why? Because Aaron Rodgers wants to behave like a two-year-old, and that's the problem. He could have used Valdez Scandley. I mean, he could have used He could have used any of those guys. But what he's really doing, if you don't speak Aaron Rodgers and you haven't learned the language over the last couple of years, just think passive-aggressive because that's what it is. That's all it is. This was not just criticism of the kids. It's criticism of the organization for having me in this situation, for having only these he guys to throw to. He created the damn situation. Of course he did. He created he it. Did. Did. But Carlin? Chris, Chris, he's never going to hold any of himself responsible for any of that. He's Aaron Rodgers, for Pete's sake. He deserves it all. And I'm telling you, when Devontae Adams left, that was the old, it's not you, it's me. Devante let him believe that this didn't have anything to do with anything with you. It had more to do with me and what I wanted to do and being with my family and all that stuff. And of course it had to do with Aaron Rodgers. Of course Carlin, it did. When do you, when do, Carlin, when do you hear about NFL players turning down more money never, to go somewhere else? Never. Never. Because that's exactly what Devontae Adams did. He turned down more money in Green Bay to go to Las Vegas and play with a lesser quarterback in a tougher division. Why? Because he had to get the hell away from Aaron Rodgers. He didn't know what he was going to get from Aaron Rodgers. And that's the problem, the uncertainty with what you're going to get from him from day to day, from game to game, in terms of the personality and the leadership traits. Carlin, we know what kind of football player he's going to be. He's a phenomenal quarterback. Nobody is going to take that away from him. He's one of the three best quarterbacks in the National Football League on any given Sunday, period. But playing quarterback just ain't about your individual production. Playing quarterback is about your leadership. The position by nature is a leadership spot. I've said this before. I'll say it again, Carlin. The quarterback on an NFL team is a lot closer to the owner and the GM than he is the other 52 guys in the locker room. But he's also charged with helping the organization to set the agenda for the other guys in the locker room. 
That is a problem for Aaron Rodgers. It has been in the past, and it's going to continue to be, especially when you're dealing with a lot of young guys on the roster on both sides of the ball. Here's what I know. If you give me the opportunity to pick Aaron Rodgers to go win one game, (laughs) I'm going to go pick five or six other guys first. That's all there is to it for me. I get how great he is. Chris, I understand how great he is. Here's what I know. The guy's been to one Super Bowl. And this is not That's true. This and that is, was a long time ago. And this is not And that was with a veteran laden team. Twelve years ago. Re- remember who was on that defense too. You had guys like Charles Woodson on that team. You had leaders in that locker room other than Aaron Rodgers that had been around the block. Chris, I gotta go win a big game. Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford? I'll take Stafford. I gotta go win a big game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Oh, Russ. I'll take Russ. Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Come on, man. Duh. Uh, Aaron Rodgers or... Patty Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. No brainer. Not close. Uh, Aaron Rodgers or Justin Herbert? I know he hasn't won anything yet. Give me Herbert. Yeah. Give me Herbert right now. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Oh, Action Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen? I'll take Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. This is the point. It's not yeah. just about yeah. how they play, Chris. It's about the fact that this guy has absolutely zero interest in leading a football team the right way. This is the complete wrong way to do it, and he doesn't give a damn. And I'll tell you what else. If things go south on the Packers, you will start to hear Aaron Rodgers talk like Tom Brady in a few weeks. Like he is right now. No doubt. About how there's other stuff in life and all those kinds of things, and he'll go away. Uh, The the idea that he has any uh, real vested, massive interest in winning a championship from the standpoint of that is what drives him every single morning is complete garbage. Garbage. Aaron Rodgers cares about Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. And, and I never understood how Aaron Rodgers always portrays himself as the victim. And yet, once again, he's the victim. Remember early last year with the whole immunized scandal? All of a sudden, he was being victimized. He was talking about the woke mob coming after him and all of those different things when he was the one that misled the media and, <laughs> in a lot of ways, misled a lot of people around that Packers organization, some of the beat writers that were potentially exposed to COVID-19 because they thought he was vaccinated. All of those different things play a part in it. He was the victim then, and now all of a sudden he's the victim again because he doesn't have an experienced receiving core because he doesn't have Devontae Adams. I just I don't understand how that's even possible for a guy that's the highest paid player in the league making $50 million a year, Carlin. I don't get it. When it comes to the Aaron Rodgers problems, what's the common denominator? Aaron Rodgers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, would a long-time great NFL receiver take Rodgers or others if he had to win a big game? We'll continue this conversation in 60 seconds with Keyshawn Johnson. Yes! Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. He is the co-host of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He is NFL analyst Keyshawn Johnson, who joins us right now. Key, it's Carlin and Canty, and let's just start here. We've been obviously on Aaron Rodgers here in the first few minutes. Right now, when you look around the league, are there four or five guys that if you had to win a big game that you would take over Aaron Rodgers? No, there's probably... 
I wouldn't even say that there's I would make maybe Tom Brady, maybe. Maybe. But I would I would go I mean, I'm not going to give a number, but you know, Mahomes, Rodgers, uh Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Josh Allen. And then it depends from there, it depends on what you're asking them to do. You know, it just depends because some of these guys aren't what you think they are just because they might have had a decent week one statistically. Um, it just all depends on what you're looking for, man. To be well, I'm not going off week one. I'm going off the whole picture for a lot of these guys so far. And in terms of leadership, Rodgers continues to disappoint. And it's been 12 years since he's been to the Super Bowl. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with him. What, what 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 what's lacking in his leadership? Please tell me. Well, I can tell you right now. He basically went after his young receivers today in his comment of talking about being patient. Key, we both know that Aaron Rodgers speaks in code, and it's not only just going after the young guys who he didn't bother to spend any time with in the off season to try to get to know. Devontae Adams left because he wanted to get away from Aaron Rodgers, took less money to go somewhere else because he knew he he was a drama show. And at the same time, he's also taken swipes at the front office that he's in this situation. That's how I would characterize it. Yeah, I I would say Devontae Adams didn't want to didn't want to have a one foot in, one foot out, which Aaron Rodgers is fair to him and letting him know, I don't know what I want to do. So Devontae Adams made a decision that he was going to go to more stable situation with a much more stable quarterback situation, and he decided to go to Las Vegas. In terms of to being patient with the young receivers, that, that that's fine. I mean, they are young. They drop you're dropping balls. He's putting them in your hands, and you're out there dropping Bentleys and Lamborghinis. You can't do that. Eventually, they're going to become something if they keep working at it. In 2015, I think it was when Aaron Rodgers and the New England, the Green Bay Packers went on a tear when he said, relax, R-E-L-X, whatever it was, the rest of it. He said, relax, they went on a little bit of a tear, did what they were supposed to do. Devontae Adams was a rookie in the league, had about 35, 36 catches, and then he became Devontae Adams afterwards. So I don't, I don't get all bogged up in those sort of things. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of, again, he's probably one of five quarterbacks in the league that if I have one game to win, I'm certainly going to get him. Talking with Keyshawn Johnson, co-host of Keyshawn J. Will and Max on Kenny and Carlin. And Key, Aaron Rodgers got paid $50 million a year this offseason, became the highest paid player in the National Football League on an average annual value basis. We both played in the league. We know that along with that kind of paycheck comes expectations being raised. What are your expectations for Aaron Rodgers this season? Are the Packers a championship contender? I think they are a championship contender. They've got some work to do. They've got to develop those young guys. Um, but that's why you paid him. You paid him because he's championship level. He may have not won a championship. There's a lot of people that didn't win championships but once in their entire career. It doesn't make them not great. Dan Marino went one time second year in the league and didn't sniff a Super Bowl again. Didn't even win it. Okay, Key, that's just one Key, example. Key, let me ask you this question because you said he's going to have to help develop those young wide receivers. What are some of the things that Aaron Rodgers can do in season to help those guys come around? Well, I think he needs to spend a little more time with them in the film room, spend a little more time with them on the practice field, 
communicating with them and letting him know, letting them know some of the things that he wants them to do. In fact, I have intimate knowledge that he's been doing that um, with these young dudes and having communication. In fact, the young guy that I talked to him, Romeo Dobbs, couldn't believe what a profession, professional, uh, you know, coming from college, you obviously are impressed with somebody like that, but he couldn't believe how much of a, a professional Aaron Rodgers was, to mm. fine detail down to the little bitty thing. So I hear a lot of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and I just kind of – I've been in those rooms with quarterbacks and receivers and coaches, and I hear all of the vitriol, the disdain, the the bad taste that Aaron Rodgers may have left in people's mouths based on the off seasons, him not being there this offseason. You don't need to be – first of all, he's 100% right. You don't have to sit around and throw with you in the offseason. It has nothing to do with the games. We, <laughs> what are we going to play, pat and go? I mean, it's nothing. But, I mean, Keith, he's got that, a whole new group of guys that he doesn't even know doesn't to matter. save his life. Does it does not matter one bit. <sighs> Let me tell you something. I played 11 years in the National Football League, and I never once threw with my quarterbacks, and I had a ton of them. Every year I had a different quarterback. I never once threw with them other than – guaranteed uh, OTAs that I had to be at, no voluntary stuff. I'm talking about things that I had to be at. It's the only time I touched the field with my quarterbacks. Training camp and mandatory mini camp. So it, it's it, we tend to make too much of it because that's what we do. That's just what we do. You don't have to do it. It does nothing for you in the regular season because you got a dude that's six, seven, three 330 pounds bearing down on your name, Chris Canty. He wasn't there. In the, he wasn't there. <laughs> In, in Cabo with us when we was hanging out for a week throwing the football. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. You, you're laughing, Kathy, but you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, Keith, you know but you I'm just said the you was there at OTAs and Aaron Rodgers wasn't. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> you said what? You we, just said you was there at OTAs and I know no, you no, was no, there no, with not, Bill. Not OTAs, the mandatory stuff. Not the voluntary. The only reason why I was maybe at some voluntary stuff because I had a head coach. <laughs> I had a head coach that said, we need you to come to be here. But if I had an opportunity to slide out the back door, I slid out the back door. Fair, fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, that, that's just a, I'm just giving you the real. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. I get it. I just don't buy it. <laughs> that's all. I mean, I personally, I think given his situation, it has to be a little bit Carlin, different. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sell you on it. I'm just going to tell you something. You're talking to a skill position player mm-hmm. that did it at a high level. I'm yeah, telling that's you, true. it does not mean anything. It doesn't mean it. This is not, this is, you got to understand, Pat and go, dropping back without Chris Canty bearing down on Aaron Rodgers and throwing the football, it means nothing. Aaron Rodgers dropped a dime, okay? A dime and watched his hands. He could have hit his head on the goalpost. Instead, you know what he did? He dropped it. But we're going to blame Aaron Rodgers for that, right? No. No, I'm blaming Aaron Rodgers for for publicly now taking swipes at the kid, even though it's, he's trying to preach it like it's patience key. Like, we know that over but the last two years, this guy has we spoken. We got patience with the dude. No, but he, we, but we, know that, we know that when he's saying we got to have patience, he's saying, dude, stop screwing up. And he's doing that publicly. We know this. We know this about the – anyway.
listen, you're right. I can't I can't argue the fact that you did it at a high level, and and you know that. So that's for sure. Key, love you. Well, it's, not, it's not. It's not a. You, you, look, you have your opinion, right? Yeah. Your opinion is you want him to be there like everybody else. And do those sort of things. No, I'm just thing tired of the is, drama over the fact that, you know, he does everything else. He makes sure everybody in the world knows exactly what he's doing instead of getting ready. And he hasn't won in 12 years. And uh, just, and Devontae Adams, like, even though that was the reason, this great receiver just walked away from him and took less money to do it. That That's my but point. He, but, because but he did leave an indecision. In, let's put it all in context, though, uh, Chris. He walked away because he wanted to go play with Carr. He didn't walk away and go play with another quarterback that he was unfamiliar with. No, He's I understand from California. That. Vegas is around the corner. Is Derek he Carr grew up Aaron a Raider fan. <laughs> Come on Derek, now. But we also know Derek Carr's not Aaron Rodgers, King. No, no, but 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 everybody ain't chasing statistics. Okay? Sometimes he wants uh, from what I understand, Devontae Adams wanted to get close to home. Only reason why he even was in Green Bay is because he was drafted in Green Bay. He didn't pick Green Bay. He would have chosen not. his lifelong childhood dream of playing for the Raiders if had he could, if he could have. That's Love all I'm you. saying. Let's give the entire context to the Devontae Adams conversation and not pick what we think is is the sexy part of it. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everybody that has this conversation. All right, what I just heard is that you said I'm not sexy. That's all I heard. Key, <laughs> we love that. you, man. Appreciate you, bro, bro. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks, all right, on. Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Will, and Max. I tell you what, you, I love getting into it with them. I still don't agree with them about the situation. But here's the thing. You'll find players on both sides of the issue, man. Absolutely. Because there are some guys that stand by OTAs in many camps, and there are other guys that don't necessarily believe you have to have that to do high-level winning. I would just point to the record in Aaron Rodgers only going to one Super Bowl, and that was 12 years ago. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, want your take on this situation. Your read on Aaron Rodgers in all of this, is he dead wrong for doing what he's doing? Or is he, in fact, right? And everybody else has got to stop screwing up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, history is happening, and you need to be paying attention. We'll tell you what's going on next. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. He said he was inoculated. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? You can have them. I, listen, I just counted. There's there's at least six. At least. Oh, that okay, so, so in my mind, here's what I got. I got Pat Mahomes. Yep. I got Josh Allen. I got Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I got Russell Wilson. I got Tom Brady. And I'm right there with Lamar Jackson. I think I can talk myself into Lamar Jackson. Herbert? No. Not yet? Not yet. What about, I uh, see, I would. What about um, Stafford? No. It's won a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, it is in his he first finally, time. In his first time with the competent organization, exactly. he did win a chip. Yeah. This is my point. Yeah. You know, it didn't take long. No. And so, uh, listen, there, there, there are options there. Yeah. There, I, I'll put it to you this way. There are at least four guys that did you, you would put, take before Aaron Rodgers. Did you put Russ in there, too, or yeah, no? I put you Russ did. in there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, it's like Nathaniel six. Hackett, notwithstanding. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> I wonder how long that show's going to last. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation. 888 say ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. That's where we are headed right now. Sonia is in Tampa up first on ESPN Radio. Sonia, what's going on? I just wanted to add a a note about Aaron Rodgers that I don't think anybody's ever has mentioned yet. It's about team. You know, Tom Brady and all these other quarterbacks have sacrificed for the betterment of the team, whereas Aaron Rodgers seems to sacrifice for the betterment of Aaron Rodgers. And I just, I just would like you guys to talk about. Do you think he's interested in the success of the Green Bay Packers, or is he interested in the success of Aaron Rodgers? I think I, I, I think he is tangentially interested in the success of the Green Bay Packers. That's a fancy word, but what you're really saying is he's much more interested in the latter than the former. Absolutely, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. And if we just so happen to win and get a championship, then that's cool too. I'll take that. But I want to make sure I get my bag, and I want to make sure I dictate the terms in which I leave the organization. Yeah. And that was the big problem when they drafted Jordan Love because he saw the writing on the wall. But it wasn't just that. I mean, he, no, that was uh, it. Well, no, that I, was I, it. But but I mean, it wasn't just that. Like, it's one thing to do that and be ticked off. Okay, it's another thing to be ticked off for four years about it and to continue to leave your organization in limbo. And that's why a great receiver decided to get the heck away from you. Well, he left them in limbo because he wanted to get that new contract extension, which basically tied him to the organization. But you can't tell me he didn't as enjoy as long as he wanted to be. You can't tell me he didn't enjoy sticking it to them a little bit, and well, at the same that, time that getting of, all the listen, attention listen, that goes with listen, it. Listen, that part of the negotiation had its perks for Aaron Rodgers. He had an axe to grind with Brian Gutekunst for doing what he did and taking love without giving him a heads up. But ultimately, this was about Aaron Rodgers being able to make sure 
that he walked away from the Green Bay Packers when he was good and damn ready to and not when the organization decided to rip the Band-Aid off like they did with Brett Favre. L.S. in Virginia is up next on ESPN Radio. L.S., what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I just want to put my two cents in here. Uh, we beat him. I'm a 49ers fan, by the way. We beat him in the championship game last year. To me, he didn't look right. He, I know we had a league defense, but to me, he wasn't competitive enough. Uh, and we came out with the win with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers scares nobody in Glambo Field in the playoffs. Scares nobody. As a matter of fact, when they went on that Super Bowl run, they were on the road the entire time through the playoffs, weren't they, Carla? They were on the road. In they were a wild card. Yeah, yeah they were a yeah. wild card. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay scares nobody. And I'm speaking from experience because in 2011, the New York football giants, a 9-7 and team, to this day the only team that didn't win double digits to win a Super Bowl, went into Lambeau Field in the divisional round to play a 15-1 and Packers team. And, Carlin, would I tell you we beat the brakes off of them the final score doesn't tell the story. It was 37-20, to 20, and trust me, the game wasn't even that close. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. The lines are open on Rodgers. Are there more than a few guys you would take over him right now if you had to win a big game? Let's hit it up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Up next, Aaron Judge is doing something that is off the charts right now and maybe not enough people are paying attention but does it really matter in the long haul we'll discuss why a particular milestone means absolutely nothing canty and carlin espn radio we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. So this morning, I'm flipping around uh, channels to get to get up at uh, shortly after 8 o'clock because I knew you were on. And listen, I watch anyway, but... Uh, Look at you supporting, supporting your boys. Look at you. And I have to tell you, you were wearing a suit that was just absolutely beautiful. And it was... I mean, how would you describe the color? Was that fuchsia? Was that magenta? I would describe the color as the same color of the flamingos on your shirt. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. And so it kind of brought me to this thought. Now that you are married and you have this whole uh, new dynamic, so to speak, <laughs> uh, I'm curious as to what the outfit approval situation is in your household. I run it by her every single time. Now, what makes it interesting, because you just gave me some love on what my suit looked like, 
I thought it was great. She hates that suit. Absolutely why? hates it. She feels I'm not like, criticizing she her, feels but like the suit makes me look like a cheesy car salesman. That, no. That, no, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. That's what she said. She says, I hate this suit. The colors that you put together go, the blue shirt, the pink tie with the, I guess, the magenta, if you want to call it that, suit. She said it all works together. You're, you're, you coordinate it, but she hates the suit. Yeah. She just thinks it's cheese ball. She thinks it's Russell Wilson-esque. Oh, she, thinks, she thinks it's cheesy. I'd tell you if that she was Russell She thinks it's corny. Wilson. That's not Russell Wilson. That's not Russell Wilson? Not to me. Okay. That's, that's not Russell yeah. But let me ask you this question, though. How far would it have to go for you to change the outfit at that point? Well, I think, here's the thing. If it was so far off the spectrum that she would be embarrassed, she would basically say, no, you're not wearing that. See, this is the thing in my house. She would tell me I'm not wearing that. It, it, yeah. it, it would be like if it, she would make no mistake about it. When it comes to my outfit and making sure I present myself a certain way, she will pick that hill to die on. Okay. Like, like I mean, she will take it to whatever extreme is necessary to make damn sure that I'm not wearing that suit. But that's why I love her. Because yeah. there's some checks and balances there. There are some things that I think would look great. And then she helps me realize, hey, you're 6'8", 340 pounds. Maybe you might want to consider a different wardrobe choice. Okay. See, when we go out together, she has full fashion control over the situation. Okay. Let's call it editorial control. Okay. <laughs> uh, when I am going to work or going to do something else, if it's particularly bad, she'll say something. No. Here's the thing. Because it's a nationally televised program and she got a lot of friends that are sports fans that yeah. watch it. And that her fans, she's like, no, you're not going to embarrass me in front of my family and friends. You're going to wear certain things, and we're going to stay away from others. See, I used to wear a suit every day when I did TV, and I have it in years, and that's why it's always questionable for me. <laughs> the ball is gone! Hitting in this era is more difficult than it's ever been. Swing and a drive, deep left field, Judge sends it way the greatest thing that I've seen covering baseball by a hitter. So I got to stay locked in and never let not try to think about it and, and do my job. He's the best player this franchise has seen in a very long time. High fly ball, deep left field. There it goes. See ya. 56 and 57 last night in Boston. By the way, did it in the clutch. By the way, bailed out Garrett Cole. Who surrendered the lead he again? Stinks, man. He's awful. He stinks. Oh my god, he's terrible. And here's the thing: uh, it's not like Yankees fans haven't seen this movie before. We know what's coming once we get to October. Yes, no. that's es true. Especially knowing that they're not going to have home field advantage throughout the American League playoffs. Well, Judge, meanwhile, was asked last night about the record and about getting to 61 versus getting to 73. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, Sirius XM. Channel 80. Take a listen to this answer because this answer kind of makes me sad because it makes me think about the bigger picture. No, you really just don't look at it. You know, if, if you're checking the numbers, you're going to get caught. So I just, you know, just keep trying to do what I can do and, you know, the numbers will take care of themselves. If I have a good plan, have a good approach, do what I need to do in the box, you know, all that other stuff will show up. And he also. That's my philosophy about life, too. Yeah. No, yeah. I understand that. That wasn't necessarily the part that would have made that made me sad about it because he did say 73 is the record yeah what makes me sad about it is that um in baseball it's always been all about numbers and we know we went through that um 
period where Bonds did it and McGuire did it and all that stuff. And then you get bummed out when you find out that it was all chemically aided. And you don't really think about the future and the next guy that's going to make a run at it. So right now, because of all of that, we are stuck in this weird baseball purgatory as to what's real and what's not. And if you're a fan, like, I, I, I'm wondering if I'm sitting here, am I supposed to be excited that he's going to pass 61? Or is that not really the record? Or it is the record? Like, it makes, it, it just makes the, the the situation now, years later, that somebody's actually making a push that much cloudier. And I am used to my baseball being very cut and dried, no, if that makes I, sense. I understand exactly where you're coming from, and there are a lot of people that feel the way you feel about it. Now, to me, I'm with Aaron Judge, the record is 73. I, I agree and, with and that, the, too. And the reason I see it that way is because everybody during that era of baseball has a cloud of suspicion hanging over them. Like, I don't know who was clean, I don't know who wasn't, so right. I'm just going to paint with a broad brush and assume that that's what everybody was doing. And Barry Bonds, at that time, was the best baseball player on the planet, period. I mean, he was one of the best hitters in baseball before the suspicions of PEDU. So I'm not going to take it there. But what I will say is, it doesn't take away from the special season that Aaron Judge is putting together. Because he has a chance to do something, Carlin, realistically, that we've only seen two players do since 1967. And that's win the Triple Crown. His batting average from September 1st, which where it was at 294, has jumped to 310. Mm-hmm. And he's what? Nine, he's three, nine points yeah, off from, from Luis Arise from the Minnesota Twins. Yep. So, I mean, like, there's a chance that he can win the bat the, the batting title. There's a chance, well, he's going to run away with the home run title, and he's going to run away with the RBIs. So he could win a triple crown and be the first player to do it since Miggy Cabrera did it in 2012. Like, this is a very special season. And, Carlin, you've heard me say this before. Nothing motivates a player like Fresh Cash. And I love exactly what the Yankees are doing now. Brian Cashman moving them up, being the leadoff batter now, getting them more at-bats, knowing how opposing teams are going to try to strategize to pitch around him, giving them some protection with Stanton second in the order. There are going to be opportunities for Aaron Judge to mash the baseball and close the gap and set the new franchise record for 62 home runs. And I'm excited to see it. I'm looking forward to it. The triple crown thing, I'm with you. It means a lot. It does. And... I will take that into account, even though, like now, people don't care about batting average, which is but amazing. he still does. But no, he, he still does, and he should. And he's made that clear. And, and he should. And I get that. Like he's always My wanted to is, hit over three hundred. I think last year he was at two eighty seven. That's a thing for him. It's you, a goal. No, I get that, Chris. But my thing is, now we have this stupid debate over what's real and what's not. And I just, I, 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 listen, I get it. I'm with you. The Bonds number is the record. And if somebody ever pushes that, Judge isn't coming close on that. No, no, but no, if, no. But, but if somebody ever pushes that, it'll be more exciting. My point is that we have to have this stupid discussion over what's real and what's not because there are plenty of people that don't believe that number's real at all as opposed to just enjoying the ride of trying to break a special number. And, and trying to make history in doing it. That's all. Well, here's the thing. The Yankees are the most storied franchise in Major League Baseball. So Aaron Judge breaking the club record for home runs is pretty damn special. It but is. it's not. But it, let's be fair, okay? It's not what we saw with Sosa and McGuire in 98. It's not what we saw with Bonds. 
Well, it's because he doesn't have any competition. There's nobody close. The next closest guy. No, but is even Bonds. Home, the next closest it. guy is twenty home runs away. But even Bonds chasing it, like that, was something that I, I get. Where everybody's paying attention I, I, to. I, every I night. get where you're coming from, but people are excited about Aaron Judge. He's an absolute freak show in terms of how he mashes the baseball. And I'm, I don't understand why Alex Cora kept pitching to him after he hit well, that he one. After he hit that one around the pesky <laughs> pole, I was like, why, why are you keep pitching to Aaron Judge? Just stop it. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.